Hello and welcome back to another episode of Uncharted Realities. I'm Deborah, And I'm Yem Beckham. And today we're going to be talking about mental health within the Christian community. <laughs> what do you think about mental health, Yem Beckham? Well, what I think about mental health is that it's encompassing of every facet of life. It uh, is basically an effect of uh, daily actions or daily inactions and uh, how that affects the brain and uh, your processing system, essentially. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's important? Of course, I think it's important. Why? <laughs> As I said, it affects the brain and the processing of life. So it means that it can determine whether you're functioning at your best or at your lowest. Yeah. Very good response. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Do you think it's important? I think it's important because as Christians, we don't really focus on it a lot. And um, we see it every day that mental health is becoming a more serious issue than past generations assume it to be. Yep. Um, this generation is very keen on self-actualization, you know, in a way it's it appears to be selfish, but really they're mm -hmm. just trying to discover themselves. And the mental health proponent of it is being ignored to an extent. And it leaves many young people, you know, people like us, to just walk in darkness pretty much when we don't pay attention to our mental health, to our physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being. We lose sight of a lot of things, you know, our future, hope, faith. We lose sight of what it means to be human and what it means to be alive. Mm -hmm. So, and mental health is a huge reason behind those, uh, sure like, serious um, things, pretty much. And I feel like it goes beyond, uh, I think older generations just assume mental health as some form of madness mm. or even, it, this might be right, but dismissing it as some form of curse mm -hmm. i mean not saying that there aren't some like evil side to the spiritual world mm -hmm. but when it becomes uh, to focus on that then it's like ostracized and the person is like you know taught us something that needs deliverance out of mm -hmm. when there are simple methods to work out it not negating prayer or intense prayer mm -hmm. but not putting prayer as the only thing when god has provided different you know tools for yeah. it and mental health is good and bad yeah. also yeah yeah like there's positive mental health and negative mental health and sometimes too much positivity results in mental health <laughs> decline <laughs> as ironic as that is but it's true yeah. when you say okay i'm gonna be 100 percent exactly i'm gonna be 100 percent happy today and for the rest of the week it could be exhausting being constantly happy sometimes being neutral is the best course of action but not everyone wants to take that route because they feel that they'll be in decline if they just stay neutral true and um i guess another perspective of positive mental health is that you could seek a counselor for positive mental health like yep. if you don't have anyone to talk to about things that are going on in your life a th counselor is there to just listen and not everyone takes advantage of that yeah. um they just think okay therapists and counselors they're only there to hear your bad side they're only there to help you um i guess resolve the issues that you have they're not there to hear you when you are actually happy or when you have something good that happened in your um day-to-day -day, you know life sometimes yeah. people people don't really realize how lonely some people are and yeah. when you 
don't have that social support, that community, those connections, you're going to need someone to talk to eventually. Even without loneliness, I feel like uh, having a counselor is very important uh, because mm-hmm. they're trained to process your thoughts uh, exactly. and they're trained to detect nuances, nuances mm-hmm. in your thoughts. I don't know if you can tell, but I've been in counseling for a bit mm-hmm. and I, I'm I'm just going to butt in here and say that it's a resource that students uh, in Canada don't use a lot of because mm-hmm. if you do pay your school fees and if you're like me, an international student who has to pay almost triple the amount, um, you should kind of make use of those little services that mm-hmm. are, you know, snuck into your um, fees. And some of them include counselor service, mental health services. So I made use of that and I found out that there are so many things from past to present that affect the way I think that affect the actions that I put forth. And uh, um, I wouldn't have been aware of that if a counselor didn't ask a question that mm-hmm. made me think. She's yeah. like, why do you think this is? And uh, make me dig deeper. And one thing I take from therapy also is that I can also apply it in my present life to to help myself feel better. So it's not only... Um, for when you're bad at your baddest mm-hmm. at your bad state but also you can use it for your good state yeah exactly and I think another area that Christians tend to I guess not necessarily overlook but but stigmatize is like the cultural practices of mental health um I know what do you mean <laughs> in many cultures they have these things that they they have these practices that they use to help with mindfulness and meditation and spiritual connection i know we've all heard of yoga and smudging Mm -hmm. and um just uh, burning incense these practices that a lot of cultures um utilize to i guess find a connection to their gods or to a spiritual state that can't be um accessed unless they you know, enter a higher plane, if that makes sense. And uh, as Christians, we automatically like, you know, downvote that and say, okay, that's bad. That's demonic. That's evil spirits, you know, Mm. entering you. You're not being connected to God. And you're slash. Exactly. But you don't realize that those, (laughs) those practices stem from the old Testament where people in the old Testament, they were connecting to God through smudging and burning incense. You know, maybe yoga isn't in there, but you know, meditation and um, mindfulness, but when Jesus came into the world in the New Testament, he stopped all of that mm-hmm. because we don't need those smudgings and um, burning incest to right. connect to God anymore. Yeah. We have Jesus. And not a lot of c- cultures, you know, took that hint. <laughs> they kept going. They kept and going. now it's the 21st century. <laughs> and, you that. know, it, it's not our place to judge as Christians, no. right? And it's also not our place to automatically avoid <laughs> mental health services. Yes. We all need it. Even if you have God and you pray every day, you still need that. For sure. And we're not saying um, to go into smudging and all. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But there are a lot of, there are some practices that can help with Christian lifestyle that stem from the Bible and can still be used. Mm -hmm. A situation like smudging and all those, to fully experience it, you have to take on the idea that you're speaking to a, a being mm-hmm. and henceforth it's wrong because Jesus is the only way 
to God. And so we start and end our prayers by praying. But something like meditation, which is direct instruction from God that says, meditate on my words day and night, Mm -hmm. you know, is that you're meditating on God's word or his promises that are in his word from that other people have written about him throughout the day and uh, that that can help you to go through life situations because a lot of people don't know but like if whatever you're going through there's an encouraging word in the bible and that's what makes it so evergreen so continuous and uh, yeah something like that is good even writing and journaling god instructs individuals to write Mm -hmm. and journal um that can stem from the modern mental health practices of uh, journaling, which uh, God also, you know, encourages. And uh, there are different practices that individuals, um, that is mental health, you know, gurus and stuff, Mm -hmm. prompt you to do on a regular basis. They ask you to have a routine because having a routine, when you step out of that routine, then you know that something is wrong. Mm -hmm. Having a routine keeps you steady. That is also stems from instructions from God that says, you know, worship day and night or, you know, do certain things at certain times. And Mm -hmm. also even the ultimate instruction of rest that uh, he instructs. All of these are practices that are put forward right now that uh, individuals uh, still like a stem from the Bible that we can, we as Christians can use. Mm-hmm. Like the Bible essentially is a mental health guidebook. <laughs> it's a guidebook for everything. And True that. you know, you, you don't discard a guidebook just because you think it's lesser than, you know? Yeah. Um, and another, I guess, aspect of this mental health is trauma. Mm. You know, as Christians, we, it's so stigmatized, like having trauma and Ooh, it's I saying, have a question. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> have you experienced trauma as a Christian, whether from church or elsewhere? Most definitely. Most definitely. Do you do you feel comfortable enough to share? It's okay to say no, you know. <laughs> Safe space. No. No. Good, good. I've experienced some form of trauma. I think I I just combine them as in a mix with both from home and church. I mm-hmm. guess, um, not my current church. Y'all are great, oh, but <laughs> <laughs> the, I mean current location. Actually, y'all are great. But there was a stage in my life where I I guess I wasn't close to God, and the main reason why I wasn't close to God was that I felt that He was too far to reach. Mm. Most of it stemmed from all these rites and just like doctrines that mm-hmm. I'm not 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 like the ones that have basis in Bible. Just like I guess I guess I shouldn't say doctrines, but things set forth to follow that mm-hmm. don't necessarily lead you closer to God. Mm-hmm. But people want you to do it, and then they think that oh, you're holy when yeah. you're not. So when you're not doing it, it's like wow, you're far. Mm-hmm. But I remember people saying that oh, wow, you weren't like this a couple years ago and stuff. Mind you, these people are not following God mm-hmm. as they should, but they were judging me as a child. And there was so much pressure for me to um, be at a standard. And pressure because I was a pastor. I was I'm a pastor's kid. <laughs> and there's so much things that, you know, burdened, burdens that you have to do with that because the regular church members have expectations from you yeah. your parents also have expectations mm-hmm. from you one of the things that i feel like 
used to hurt was when they'd be like, oh, this is not the child we dreamed about or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. And it's like, first of all, it's not my prerogative uh, <laughs> to meet up to some standards that I did not know you made about, uh, you know, for me to yeah. follow after. And there was always like, you know, rivalry with my parents and I. I mean, now we're great, thank Jesus. But um, <laughs> the, 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 I'm just putting it on you to show that the reality of the struggles of um, a young person in church, because there's a lot of pressures that individuals put for some of it comes from a good place. They think that you're trying to nudge you towards good, mm-hmm. but the manner in which they put it forward is not so nice. And also because they're not hearing, they're not listening for feedback. They're not able to help individuals. For me, how I had to come forward, it come out of these things was through talking with my parents directly. Mm-hmm. But I'm aware that I'm blessed to have parents who listen. And sometimes I think about how like they've actually changed throughout the years to be better mm-hmm. listeners to myself. But even at some point, there were times that they didn't really listen to me. So I had to decide on my end kind of what to do. Um, journaling was a good space for me to do that. Talking to other in, other adults that wouldn't judge was mm-hmm. a good space for me to yeah. let out and uh, you know when i felt when i felt like i was ready to take action talking to god really helped and you know talking to god is the is the best of the best and it really you know helped me to you know god god says when you come with him when you come to him with a sincere heart he will show you he will draw you close he will draw the individual closer to him and god has done that and i've seen where you know, I've improved. I've been better able to manage um, my mental health struggles. These are the ones that stem from traumas, that is. There are others that come from other things, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the ones that stem from traumas. And, um, and you know, being able to pray for my parents to be better understanding. And God has answered those prayers. So, yeah. Yeah. That was a very wonderful story. Thank you for sharing <laughs> no it. No problem. I would share mine, but it's it's too complicated. And also, I haven't yet healed. Mm-hmm. So this um, episode is very, you know, personal to me and important to me because it just reminds me that I have a long way to go, but God hasn't forsaken me mm-hmm. on that journey. And for other youth, young adults that are out there that have left the faith because of this trauma relating to the church or the family or being the child of a pastor. We've all, I know what you're going through. Don't worry. <laughs> Hang in there. <laughs> but it, uh, God isn't your parent. You know, he is not a human being. He, you shouldn't judge him or um, compare him to human standards. He is God and he is your father above your father, you know. And unlike your father, God doesn't make mistakes. He doesn't lie to you. He doesn't talk behind your back. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, you know, put you to unreasonable expectations and responsibilities. Yeah. And when you fail, he immediately, you know, lashes out on you. You know, God is there to be your provider and protector and your comfort in times of hurt. So, Again, I understand that you have this trauma and it's built up in your heart over the years. And instead of confronting it with God, you just want to run away and you want to ignore it and just say, yeah, that's why I'm not in the church because of this and this and this. That's understandable. We're not here to tell you that you're going about it the wrong way. Everyone deals with trauma differently. 
but just know that God hasn't left. Mm-hmm. He hasn't left your life. He's yep. still there waiting for you to reach out to him. Yes. And my dad says that um, if you get in an accident, you still use, like let's say you get in a motor accident, it's a car that would still carry you to the hospital. Mm, true. You know? So not because uh, um, you have a fallout uh, with something about religious uh, that you associate with God means that God, God is not, exactly, yeah. or God is not able to carry you mm-hmm. again. Okay, so just think about that. Yeah. We'll end this off by listing some, you know, prophets and biblical examples of mental health that we all know the church doesn't really delve upon. <laughs> they just say, yes, this is what God told him to go. And he went, no, no, he didn't. Oh, no. Jonah ended up in a fish because he disobeyed. You know, <laughs> man was anxious, depressed, everything. <laughs> exactly. You know, oh my gosh, there's so many examples that we can't even start. But oh, no, even no. just... So many people like going mad, essentially, yeah. wanting to do their own thing. And then they went ahead and did their own thing and faced the consequences exactly. and come running back to God, asking for forgiveness and mercy. Yeah, It's so real how when we are faced with challenges, of course, our mental health declines, but we don't have to stay in that state. We don't have to um, let it spiral into something worse. And I think that's also what the Bible characters uh, teach us, the stories teach us, as you know, we should learn from Bible stories. Um, I think the biggest one has to be Elijah, Mm. right? When uh, um, Jezebel was after his life uh, and, uh, you know, he wanted to kill himself. They always say that. And people always emphasize on the fact that, oh, a woman wanted to kill him. (laughs) He was scared of a woman. But that's not the point. The point is he wanted to kill himself. Mm-hmm. And he reached a stage in life where he was so frustrated, so drained, whatever. For us, it can be schoolwork, it can be work, it can just be aspirations of life. Mm-hmm. But this was his God. He was talking about defending his faith. Have we reached that deep with God that not being able to defend him, his faith, not being able to stand up for him, and people willing to kill us for it now sends us to committing suicide. Mm. And then he now felt isolated because mm-hmm. he was like, I'm the only one. And that's another symptom of like depression. You always want to isolate yourself. And he, and I guess he kind of did that when he ran away, you know. But then God told him that that's not the full story because that's the thing about bad mental health situation. We create a scenario in our head mm-hmm. and are not able to look at the full story. Now that's fine because, uh, well, it's not too fine, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit fine because you're kind of hearing yourself out, but you need to know how to deal with that and deal with that rightly. So God showed him the full story and said, hey, there are other hundred more prophets on third year going through this. And it also, I think that kind of brings the idea of support groups because sometimes mm, support yeah. groups in, you know, mental health situation help. But talking to God help him in that stage. And we see that you, you can connect on the basis of that, that, you know, this man was feeling it. Mm-hmm. And then kind of, you know, you can also do a Bible study of that of that chapter and see 
What are the, the nuances that help him to get out of it? It was God through prayer, but it was also talking it out. And God provides us counselors to, to do this. Because God wants us to have a be of sound mind and have everything good in life. So he doesn't want us to suffer it, you know, alone. Mm. And then there's Saul, who's just so obsessed with that. <laughs> <laughs> From anger and hatred and all, he was just so obsessed with, you know, killing David and all. And uh, that made him do crazy things. Yeah. And he ended up dying at the end, yeah. along with his son, dragged his whole family into it. Exactly. And we see the extension of like um, generational yeah, mental the health generational issues. Generational impact of that. Yeah. Some some individuals have mental health issues from their parents. Uh, but what it also costs us is that we need to deal with ours so we don't pass it across. Yeah, we don't pass it across. Break the cycle of trauma, break the cycle of just inherited, um, hereditary mental illnesses. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Do you have other examples that you want to share? I was thinking of Esther and how when her people were about to be persecuted and killed, you know, she was on the verge of telling the king. You know, I will die if you do not help my people. And it just shows that, you know, we're sometimes put, we are sometimes going to be put in positions where we feel our life needs to be sacrificed Mm. in order for things to get better, which is, you know, a symptom of suicide, of course. Mm. But it wasn't the way out. That's not the end, all be all of um, situations being fixed or being resolved in the end of that story god helped her through it she didn't have to die she didn't need to die or be Mm. sacrificed for her people to be protected and so that just shows that as christians we generally speaking of course suicide isn't good but we don't need to i guess demonize people who have attempted it people who are thinking of it having suicidal ideations it's not um our place to say they don't value their life or that they are looking for attention because these situations are very serious and could be severe as well and us being messengers of christ Christ would never push someone over the edge and Christ would never tell someone, okay, your life doesn't matter because you yourself don't feel that your life matters. Like that's not going to say that word, but we have to know that when we put, when we give our life to Christ and we become messengers of Christ and we are sent in this world to deliver his message of love, that includes people that we don't um, feel are valuable enough to receive the love. love yeah from us and from christ and from god right yeah we have the services we have the resources we have the bible to help them it's not to ostracize them exactly and i think it's also important that as christians we're be, we are aware of the spaces we go that can trigger um mental health issues mm-hmm. or can cause mental health issues you know as you should be aware of like places you go that you're not supposed to, you know, yeah. basically. Yeah. 
we have come to the end of the hour, this episode of our podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a very invite, insightful and also lively discussion. Thank yeah. you, Jan Beckham. And thank you, Deborah, for being here. <laughs> and to those that have listened and have felt touched by our this episode and by what we've said, we hope that the grace of God just bees with be with you, bless you, and keep you safe because mm-hmm. I'm sure we're all going through in terms of mental health. Yeah. So just seek his word, seek his face. And again, like we said, meditate on his word, you know, yep. offer or look for guidance from um, a trusted counselor. Yeah, there are Christian therapists out yeah. there. Yeah, I think Christian therapists. We'll link it in the yeah. show notes. There's an app. <laughs> Christian counselors, just yeah. people of faith that are there to guide you on yeah. your journey. Thank you. Thank you and have a good day. If you feel you want a new beginning with God, say after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I accept your love. Jesus, come into my heart. I repent of all my wrongdoings. Wash me clean as I make you my Lord and Savior. Give me the grace to continue my walk with you through all I do in life. Welcome to the family. Having just believed and called upon God, you are saved according to the Bible, God's love letter to you. We encourage you to get a Bible or the app and get reading. The book of Psalms or John is a good place to start. Then start talking to God about anything and everything. This is prayer. Hit us up. You can DM us at Uncharted Realities Pod on Instagram, email Uncharted Realities Podcast at gmail.com, or call 647-648-6762 or 647-922-5652. If you listen this far, thank you. Thank you. We want to know who you are and what your thoughts are. Leave us a review on whatever platform you're on. Take a screenshot of your app, share to your Instagram stories or other platforms, tag us and let's connect. You can also find us on YouTube at Uncharted Realities Pod. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay blessed.